0: Right from Glasgow, the Ellie and Oliver Show. Right from
1: Glasgow, the alien and Oliver Show. Hello, I'm Ellie Harrison.
2: Hi, I'm Oliver Braid.
1: And welcome to this very special late night Ellie ah! and Oliver Show. Broadcasting at 8 o'clock rather than our normal 12 o'clock. Um, and there's a reason for that. It's not a very exciting reason,
2: <laughs> I'm well, afraid. It's quite a conceptual reason.
1: Well, I suppose it's like conceptual uh, backgrounds. We're doing it. our best. We're doing our best. It's a change to our normal routine, you see. Um, and our theme for this week's show is indeed routines so we're going to be talking and and i feel a bit guilty about that because you think late night would have to be something sexy i know we'll try to
2: sex it up a little bit routines can sometimes (laughs) i always hope that as someone who lives with a routine although not as intensely as you i often hope that people do find routines sexy i think people are (laughs) sexier when they're more dedicated to things that are going on in their lives
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. That's uh, where the
2: sex comes in.
1: Okay. (laughs) The routine. (laughs) That's it, we've just got the little sex bit out of the way. We're going to
2: get back to the routine. You can bring the children back in the room now.
1: Yes, you can. So anyway, I was in Newcastle today and I just, uh, I I knew that wasn't going to be around at lunchtime because I was at a conference about creative responses to climate change. And actually, as a quick aside, is I think that the radio show in a way is a bit of a creative response to um, climate change because it means that we get to make something every single week, be creative and produce like an outlet for our creativity that isn't taking out any space in the world. It's an ephemeral thing.
2: That is nice. I was going to ask you to expand on it, but I think that you got that in a nutshell. Okay, good. Is that what you thought about on the train home?
1: No, I've been thinking about it a long time. I think the radio show ideologically fits with my whole sort of environmental policy because, like, we can be productive without being productive with the Mm. radio show.
2: Yeah, interesting that you should bring up this idea of, like, some kind of ideology that you have (laughs) and how that might play a a role in your routine. Routine.
1: (laughs) Sorry, back to Um, routines. Um, Yeah, so anyway, what I was thinking about routines is obviously we do both, uh, we're quite strict with ourselves, a bit of self-flagellation. I'm stricter, I think.
2: You are definitely stricter. I
1: think you've learned a lot from me. But I'm going to
2: promptly be erasing that knowledge and I'm going (laughs) to... Reveal that later, live on okay. that.
1: Okay, so I get that from Newcastle and you've cooked a massive vegan chilli and bought <laughs> loads of satsumas and have them in a bowl. Just but like. I tell
2: you, the reason that I had time to cook that vegan chilli and like go and do my shopping, because I never normally even can allow myself that time, because you know of this constant neurosis, I think, once you get into a routine... I think, especially a self-made routine, right? You just begin to lose track of, like... Because you're always thinking, oh, well, I've ticked off everything on my list today. So what I could do now is, like, just add more things to that yeah. list, right? It's not like you're going to take a day off, right? Yeah. So today, I just abandoned all routine... Well, that's ...in nice. preparation for this evening. And just thought, no, I didn't even go to the studio once today. Normally, mm. I tried to go every single day. But today, I just made a, a vegan chilli. Listened Aww. to some music. Listened to some mystique. Um... Aww. Just wrote notes and thought about my life really, and thought about what's going to happen in the forthcoming months in my life.
1: So that, but that is work to me. I think thinking and sort of thinking about the future is a sort of work. But in yeah, I
2: don't think it's the kind of work that my parents would really approve of. It doesn't <laughs> sound very financially stable, does it? Someone in the studio like last week said, "What is it that you actually do?" And I was thinking, like, "Oh, how can I begin to explain that?" Like, mostly That's I'm the just sort of question. hanging around.
1: The, the the thing that another thing i discovered at the conference oh i'm so enlightened <laughs> is uh that it's much easier to ask answer the question uh, what's your work about than to answer the question what sort of work do you do yeah anyway, what you do is i nightmare. just i just noticed that so So, back to routines. Now, let me just refer to some of my notes. I picked this um, theme straight after... Actually, no, I picked it even before the last show, Obsessions. Pre-Obsessions. Which which went down very well, actually, because it was a bit saucy. And it was our Valentine's Day. Good
2: show, Obsessions. If you haven't heard that one, check it out. Routines, (laughs) though, very good so far. I'm hoping for it to always get better. (laughs)
1: Hopefully it will get better. So I, p- I, p- I picked the idea of routines because I knew that I was going to be away on this day and I knew that it would be a, a, an enforced break from the routine and that we'd have to broadcast in the evening because mm-hmm. I wasn't going to get back. Um, and and also the fact that we had to pre-record the last show means that it ha- there has been quite a large gap since the last radio show. Yeah. And I do feel like I'm slightly out of the swing of things, which is nice, but also can be quite daunting. So I think... What can we deduce from that? Well,
2: that? Oh, go on. I was just going to Give say me your deduction.
1: <laughs> I think your routine um, can make things... Oh, you've thrown me off what my Sorry, deduction I apologize. was. My, my, my deduction was that your routine can both help you but also come to rule over you Mm -hmm. and dictate what you should do. So you can set a routine up because you think it's going to help you and it can help you to a certain extent. But then it can also become a sort of... But I think, you know, if you're going to
2: have a routine, I'm already a bit stressed out about how many times we've said that word, (laughs) but if you're going to have this kind of set of rules or something that you have to do, these regulations, I think you have to constantly return to the core of why you're doing that to make sure that it hasn't become, because I think, like, I suppose, like, at the moment, I'm sort of at an end stage of, well, where I've been working really intensely for, like, six or seven months on various things, and now I'm sort of, I've got some things coming up, but I'm really looking to find kind of a sabbatical time, because I was reading about, uh, like, Stefan Sagmeister, and how, like, every seven years that he works, he takes a year off, and Mm. he just goes to kind of discover new ideas. And I've definitely felt that in myself. Like I've been trying to live by my old routine in the last week, definitely, and realized that I don't have anything to give at the moment because I haven't allowed myself that time to replenish my stock of things that then I can channel a Definitely. routine
1: into yeah well you need to go to a conference about creative responses to climate change and i also am going to another conference tomorrow i'm going to the eureka conference at tramway and i was at the, com- the story conference last friday so i've just been jamming it in and it's all re- it's it's all just building up ready to get regurgitated
2: well that's the <laughs> thing it's like you need to do that but also i think like we're still going back to the fact that everything has to have some kind of benefit to ourselves or some kind of uh And that's good, but I suppose like I was definitely thinking about my own routine and how actually how it's come to be negative is in that it's kind of manifest itself into a way of verifying myself and sort of verifying, you know, like even by doing a list and ticking off, I can say like, yeah, today was a productive day. But the worry with that, the worry of like always trying to verify yourself, it's like I wonder like, well, who's verifying that and why I feel the need? And I think it's because like... For me as an artist, like I always feel the need to see that written down by other people or hear other people say it so that I can sort of feel more like, oh yeah, I am an artist (laughs) because it's been said by someone else. And I think that that is actually, I suppose what I'm worried about is that I've confused an ambition to succeed with just a desire for like power or to have some kind of power Bestowed wow. on me, or to feel like as if I I do have some kind of agency in the world. And like last night, when I was walking home, I really had this break where I thought, like, if every time I'm making an artwork, or every time I'm even thinking about it, if it's not really just about being ambitious and being a great artist, it you know, which I kind of am maybe fooling myself into thinking that is when really actually what it is is just a drive towards gaining power.
1: I don't think it's just you that thinks like that, Oliver. I think that's the universal... But, like, I w- well, type. yeah, because
2: I looked it up, actually, mm. on Yahoo Answers. Okay. And the most <laughs> just positive <a> place one... Well, <laughs> l- it's very communal. Um, the most popular answer was one that suggested that actually the positive side of power, or that p- they were asking for definitions of power, and someone said it was about people wanting to shape the world in their own ideas yeah. and add to the world. And so, in a way, I think that that's great because you know everyone should feel that they can contribute and that they should be trying that. But then, at the same time, I watched The Trap last night by Adam Curtis, and at the end, like he sort of talks about, or in one of the episodes, he talks about Francis Fukuyama's like end of history and the idea that all competing ideologies are dead, uh, because liberal democracy has like managed to like uh, take over everywhere without people opposing it. And so, you know, so then I think for a while in the 90s, you, you know, what would be the point of trying to access power or trying to contribute to a world that actually it seems a bit in... Can I in? just ask you a question? Yeah. Have you
1: turned into Ellie Harrison while I
2: was away? Do you think? <laughs> God, Jane, yeah, made a vegan... <laughs> ch- you just do me a lecturing lecture on Adam Curtis and making vegan chilli. And I, it's well, I mean, this is... What, but I tell you, I've been trying to progress from it because I was thinking all of that stuff... Did you go swimming? No, no, I'm not <laughs> until I've lost £180 while I go swimming. It wouldn't be very dignified. 180 um, But yeah. I was thinking, you know, Adam Curtis ends that documentary in a really positive way, saying that, yeah, maybe there are things left to fight for. And I think that, you know, that 90s thing is 90s nihilism. I think it has been changing over the last yeah. couple of years. I was thinking especially, it seemed like lots of artists are returning to the idea of the manifesto. Which I think for a long time was a bit embarrassing, you know, if someone thought...
1: I'll tell you that. something. That tell me something. That kind of links... It's got nothing to do with routines. so I would like to go back to that a bit later, but...
2: But I think a manifesto is about a routine, a yeah. routine with sort of a hope
1: Yeah, I guess it is. embedded it's about a structure, it. maybe, yeah. and maybe that's what... It's a structure for operating, and maybe that's what a routine is, but it's more of an ideological structure rather than a practical structure. Because mm. I guess when I think about routines, I think about... Um, my week because i was showing you my four-week calendar before i left because i was quite obsessed i just i, I like to have them three months <laughs> in advance i i just produced the one that's like uh, th- two months from now and because i've got f- uh several activities now that i'm doing the same recurring day each week i've got my roller derby on a tuesday evening and i've got my reading capital group which is every other week on a wednesday afternoon And then I'm also starting that CBT group on a Tuesday morning, so that'll be every single week for ten weeks. And it's nice to be able to sort of map all of that out and then work and and seeing all the time that you know is going to be given over to set activities.
2: But those are supposed to be pleasure, right? Well, maybe not the therapy group, (laughs) but like all of those things are. Yeah, no, but yeah,
1: they. Well, the roller derby is more of the like the hobby, out of, the, out of them, I suppose. But the ca- reading capital is as much as an intellectual exercise yeah. as a frivolous fun night owl. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, what, what was my point about that? Just the fact that you can see it all mapped out. And it gives you a reason to keep going, I suppose, and a reason to to be able to fit other things around... The things that you 've got planned in i don 't know why I do I just think if i didn 't have a routine, especially when you 're self employed and you 're an artist and you have to be completely self motivated i wouldn 't get out of bed
2: well, I know what you mean sometimes when i 'm working and like a couple of days at the museum and then i 've got like a span of seven days off, I do find myself slipping towards the end of those seven days into a bit of lethargy, which might be what today's mm. been with the chip but I really enjoyed you know just taking it easy I was thinking that maybe we should play a song it seems like it's definitely getting to song time do you think, yeah, I think dangerously play, so. close to song no, time okay. okay well shall I do mine because yeah, I know yeah. we've had a bit of a we didn't really know what we were doing song wise today but this is by a really cool Cornish Casio rap duo called Headlove and Passman Passman mm. and then sorry and they really kind of epitomized for me this kind of idea of kind of the opposite of a routine just doing things as and when or kind of a bit more casually it's called directly and in cornwall that sort of means doing something later or i'm going to do it in a bit like there's no real fixed time for it so it's like you know it's like the opposite of a routine but i guess we'll go into it i'm a big fan okay
1: okay let's (laughs) go
3: This much fun, banging drum pads like it's 1991 Going out of fashion, mashing, cassio keys, digital syllables, Crashing, my nose done and dusted, we're gonna be bigger than busted Before they busted, sweet, like honey, eh, hotter than mustard No, I ain't being funny, cause I've been to the year 3000 And people are still listening to cosmic sounds But man, I'd like to welcome you to our difficult second album Who knew we'd be back, more hype, more sight Mike said the ready, ready, had love passed, man And Hold it steady, steady, we're holding it down For the Red Roof crew, milling round town Every after Saturday afternoon, like we got nothing to do until we got a bunch, we just got not be starting nothing Till after lunch Yeah, don't be getting up till after lunch Cause I'm doing it, uh, yeah, I'm doing it directly Doing it, uh, yeah, we're doing it directly Doing it, uh, yeah, we're doing it directly longer in the bathroom than Elvis Ooh. Presley Cause I'm doing it, uh, yeah, I'm doing it directly We're doing it, uh, yeah, we're doing it directly I lost my remote down the back of the set You didn't find it for a week, cause I'm doing it It's the way down here, way down here We don't do much in a day down here I can't get a job or get paid down here But there's nowhere to spend it anyway down here That's okay down here I'll walk through a lovely landscape down here That's the pace down here It's country lanes, no motorways down here It takes as long as it takes down here So I'm doing it, yeah I'm doing it Directly when I drink tea It's usually Tetley I came from the 20th century Travelling at the speed of time And I reckon that I might just make it in the nick of time If they wait a minute at the finish line and fall asleep, they'll get beat by me, the tortoise, but I'm doing it like the chorus, directly, yeah, I'm doing it directly, directly, yeah, I'm doing it directly, directly, yeah, we're doing it directly, when Ed's on the mic, comes through correctly, it's the E to the
1: D, the E to the Z, my mate made my bed, my mum made my tea, I got it made about five days a week, I've got to get up early to pay for my keep. up a ladder with a paintbrush, in a rush,
3: matter do we have a late lunch, I work for my father, though he doesn't pay much Home on my own, I'm gonna have to save up. Paper, paper. So he's so doing, doing it directly. I'm doing it. I'm doing it directly. We're doing it. Oh, yeah, we're doing it directly, directly. Are you You're doing do- it directly. directly? He's doing it. Yeah, he's doing it directly. I'm doing it. I'm doing it directly. We're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it directly, directly. Are you doing it directly? Doing it Directly. Doing it directly. Directly. Doing it directly mm. Directly When I, when I drink mm. tea D-R-E-C-K-L-Y means later on mm. It's one Cornish dialect that remains strong mm. Which could be the reason why it takes so long mm. Luckily her love and passman I would waiting for We're mm. like mine Win it directly. You gotta put the diamond, mm. dig it out the ground, doing it and it comes up shining. Mm. Ain't no diamond, 'cause diamonds built on tin.
0: Mm. So you
3: gotta have something with your big beans. Hello. Hello. Thanks for that, Oliver.
0: That's <laughs> all right. Well, Thanks it's... to Headliner
2: Passman
1: enjoyed that actually i like that idea of like just doing it directly directly <laughs> just you know, like just not planning just doing something off the cuff and, and i don't think that i uh, really allow myself to do that as much as i should but i am known for the odd outburst of spontaneity <laughs> <laughs>
2: when i when i lose you control are. once you i mean the thing is with you once you go for it then you're really going for it I aren't know. you
1: a bit of an all or nothing girl I always say. But yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna the talk The type about of girl
2: that gets thrown out of a gallery for like dragging a hand down a drawing. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. And all manner of terrible things. Once I did got thrown out
1: of a nightclub in Tenerife for taking a toilet seat <laughs> out of the toilet, putting it on the dance floor, then dancing
2: around it.
1: That's something you don't know about me, Oliver. I'm sorry about that. I was 17. Well, we did have
2: some revelations, didn't we, last week? So I think it's good to do a personal revelation (laughs) once in a while.
1: I was 17 years old. I was a a little wild in those days. But, yeah, I was going to say that I talked about this whole um, battle between hedonism and asceticism in the talk that I did while I was on the MFA course. And I think it is linked with the idea of a routine because you can... Keep a really, really, really strict routine, and like you said, by day seven or whatever, you f- you feel less motivated, or you just lose the plot, and you have to, if you, there's too much control and too much pressure and too much organisation, that you almost like rebel against yourself and you mm-hmm. let it all go. But the other thing that I wanted to mention before I hand back over to you is in that talk, and I like this idea. Um, it's uh, apparently. Me and Hegel have got quite a lot in common. I <laughs> did <laughs> I did a, le- a um, series. I went to a series of lectures about Hegel when I was on the MFA, and, and apparently he was a bit of a nerd. Because if you yeah. look at the way, if you look at like the dialectic and the way that he sort of um, worked things out, it was all quite methodical and quite like um, creating quite strict systems, I suppose. But one of the things that he apparently said um, was that. This idea of sorting out one's life, this idea of creating a routine or creating order or all of these things, is actually, we do that for the pleasure of the activity of sorting rather than the end goal. So like mm. the, the idea of creating a routine, and like, and like when you were saying you were sat today thinking, thinking about the future, um, making notes, planning, I imagine you probably actually really just enjoyed the process of thinking that you were going to get in control of your I life you over the next love few months.
2: I think you do love those, like I love writing a list more, yeah, it's totally right, more than doing it. Although it does depend on the way the list is phrased because today I tricked myself a little bit and I did write a list but I entitled it Things I Might Like to Do Today and I Aww. think that that has sort of softened it a little bit so it seems like it's a pleasure again.
1: Yeah, that's really, really um, beautiful. Not like... Things to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do 24th of the second, things to do.
2: I just think something... I have to find something a bit more casual to make my brain feel like, you know, I'm just going about my day and doing things and it's not just like this mad rush to get to the end of everything because, you know, is that, is that something to do with the death drive? Because that's sort of... The thing that I've been worried about with <laughs> art yeah, yeah. at the minute is that, like... Something about it. Every time you make something, if you're putting it out there and hoping that people might listen to it, if you're also sort of concerned with the idea that people might take notice of it after you're gone, there's Mm. like this real worry that every time you make an artwork, you're like focusing or like you're almost willing yourself to to die.
1: I think the death drive. Like, I mean, I worry about that because I wrote about that when I was on the MFA course (laughs) as well. Like this idea of legacy, and it's almost like we're trying to create things like we've already thought about the idea that we're going to create 52 radio shows and what that product might look like at the end of the year which is really naughty and also like the idea that it could live on beyond the end of the year or even after we've died but the fact is that the human race might fizzle out by the end of the century well one of
2: us might die by the end of this year. Oh, my God. I know, it's a bit (laughs) maudlin. We're both just touching the table. (laughs) But but that's the thing with effective forecasting as well, isn't it? You know, like Dan Gilbert says, you can't in the present predict that something in the future is going to bring you kind of positive affect because you forget all the little things.
1: I think actually one of the things I wrote in my tea blog once is how can you ever plan your life effectively when you don't know the date you're going to die? (laughs) <laughs> like, because how can you plan something when you just have a finite, well, supposedly finite length in time? And you could be a lot more efficient mm-hmm. if you could predict your death day, maybe a hundred years. I always used to fantasise about dying on the... Hundredth on day. On my hundredth birthday. Hundredth year. Sorry. Hundredth year <laughs> <laughs> birthday. And then you could make a really effective routine where you would plan everything up until that point And then game over.
2: Oh, some radio <laughs> silence for game over. <laughs> Well, yeah, that is true, but do you know, Ellie, I feel like the thing is with both obsessions and routines is that Mm. they're both things that we have in common, and I think have kind of fed (laughs) from one another. I don't know whether that's great, though, because I'm sure that some people think we're probably, like, a really bad combination for one another because of, like, pushing yourself further and further, and, you know, like, if you're kind of naturally a competitive person as well, we should do a show about competitions. Yeah. Um... Then And if you live with someone who's even harder than you are, then I think, like, you know, you're naturally going to egg yourself on.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, we just got to work together in cooperation rather than competition. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's, that's true. true. And that's what we're doing, sat opposite each other around the dining room table on a Friday evening, making a radio
2: show. That is very true. But in talking about working... Yeah... I, I didn't know whether we should, um, because we've just talked this whole time away, because we've had such a lovely time. Yeah. Or, well, I've had a great time anyway, I hope no, that you have, have as I well. I have
1: had a really good time. I did, what you're saying, we need to put the the next song on. Yeah, I
2: don't want to be pushy about it. I don't want to stick to a routine. Maybe we should just cut the radio show dead today to celebrate. I mean, cause we should I, play a jingle. Actually, conceptually, I chose a, m- a man this week singing. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, because I've noticed I'm over the last couple women. of weeks... Just always playing women, always. And that's something in my life as well. And I think I have to change that. I think it's like an obsession with women's voices. I think, like, don't want to, like, throw some <laughs> pop psychology out there. But I think it's because, as a child, I was much more familiar with my mum's voice than I was with my dad's. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, I, I feel like more, like I can pay more attention. So today I thought I'd give the men a break.
1: Aww. Um, well, that's good. Well, I've picked a woman and, and, and I and I... <laughs> i i'm really disorganized and i do have a hangover so i am a little bit out of my everyday routine and i got back off the train and i thought i was gonna swear then I'm not gonna swear. <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna play but i'm gonna play a song that i've already played <laughs> not in this not on here it's shocking though previous radio shows because of a lack of imagination <laughs> what do you expect when next week you'll conference. get all new goods <laughs> yeah good but anyway, I do love Dolly Parton. And this song is a bit of an inspiration because we don't have nine to fives as artists, but we do our bloody damnedest to, <laughs> to try to make sure that we can have as normal office-style jobs. Trying
2: to outdo them, I say.
1: Outdo them. Nine you know, to nine. We? Yeah,
2: exactly. Nine to nine for me is the working perfect working nine time. To nine. I love yeah, that. Good old 12-hour day and then you can go home happy.
1: I would prefer to work. <laughs> Uh, from 9 to 5 actually. Mine's
2: 10 till 6 I think realistically. 10 till 7 I think is nice. Yeah, 10 till 7 That's like a dream day. Then maybe go to a fair or something with a boyfriend. That's the dream. Or maybe just
1: come home and have some vegan (laughs) chilli. Anyway, I hope I've been sitting near enough to the microphone.
2: Have a really nice Friday night. I really appreciate everyone who's tuned in to listen to us
1: you so much and i just want to do a shout out to my friend felicity who's in Los, in tasmania hey felicity baby. but also your she friends said love babies oh can i i think we should also do a shout out to, to ross fleming babies,
2: sorry please. ellie was talking a shout out to ross fleming because he did make the first official slash unofficial ellie and oliver show fan art wow today which is now on our facebook for oh. everyone to see and very beautiful it is
1: yeah and we've got a massive surprise up our Sleeves <laughs> For next week Which is so exciting Yeah next and hardly week is going to be really myself. exciting And it's March next week Second of March
2: Wow third month on the Ellie and Oliver show Oh my Cheaming. god This is the longest show we've ever done We are definitely behind we time to We're out of our routine
1: oh, We need to go Here's Dolly Bye That's what you are listening
0: out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping And folks like me on the job